down on my luck Need to pay this debt away before That man comes and takes my apartment away I'm single and alone, what can I do? The economy's getting to me just like it's getting to you so where do I go to get five thousand dollars? That's just five grand for you urban folk that like the street talk. <laughs> for the cool kids, think outside that box. As I did. And now I got a job dissecting bodies. Even though I just want to keep people alive with my certain skills but I need that moolah don't you know you're now in the movie American Mary <laughs> welcome back everyone to the punk hardcore podcast <laughs> I am Beautiful. the undead. Thank you. I am the undead Matt, and I'm Krampus Cody. And today uh, we are here to remind you that unlike a bunch of celebrities getting together to sing "Let It Be," who it does absolutely nothing for, <laughs> we are here to service you by bringing you talks of horror and recommending two horror films today for you to check out. Also, I gotta check myself real quick. I don't know why I said, like, by urban people. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? In my head, I meant to go... I meant to say urban street slang. <laughs> but when it came to execution, I just went, people! <laughs> nice. That's and, usually a me move. Yeah, and so... <laughs> Like, and the reason I went people is because, like, I was also thinking, I, in my head, I was just like, oh, I should have gone with the, what the cool kids are saying. Yeah, the young kids. This is what like, all you youths are saying these days. So I'm just like, what's, how can I make this concise, concise really quick on the moment? People! <laughs> so I apologize if for any reason that does offend anybody. I obviously didn't mean to do. Now that now there's going to be one person. Well, now it does. <laughs> what did you mean by urban people? And then I'll be like, I mean, I need to actually uh, slow down and write out the songs I sing on the show before I actually just do it <laughs> on the spot. Almost, I you know. know. So I think I dig thank you. dug them. I, I thought they were pretty good. 95% of the time, I'm on the ball. Yeah. That's, just, that other five is just, yeah. you know. Uh, the other five is still Whoa. processing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we are back at it today. How are you, good sir? Oh, not too bad. It's been it's been kind of a week. Yeah. 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 yeah last weekend was super bittersweet. My grandma passed away, but it was time. Like we all saw it coming. She's right. she was she was of age. But <laughs> like right. I don't know. I was like I don't know. Like she was old. But like, yeah, no, it was, it was coming and everything and it was sweet. Uh, she, you know, peacefully and everything. She didn't uh, like die in pain or anything. So, which was good. And, but I also the same to like, you know, with that, uh, I was able to go down and see my dad and see some family that came in and they all got to meet Veda. So it was one of those things where it's like, I was super excited for family to finally meet Veda, but sucks on the circumstances. <laughs> but at the same, I got to see my dad, which was nice. He got to see his his granddaughters and everything again. So, 
Yeah. Other than that, like, you know, some bad, but also some good came out of it and everything. Trying to find those silver linings, you know? You know? Yeah. I I mean, I'm sorry. It, you know, I know we already talked before it happened, but still, you know, yeah. sorry about your loss. And Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know, it's it, it's always that same type of spiel of how do you talk about it with, <laughs> yeah, when it's when it's normal, also not normal conversation. Yeah, you know, it's like I feel like when I always feel like it's more awkward to talk about death when someone dies naturally. Right. You know, like yeah, they were old. I was yeah. it was coming because you know usually when they're like yeah I didn't see it coming fucking they got murdered or some shit you have more like oh my god there's how are you what what can I do for you but at the end right. it's like yeah I mean it was time it's like I'm sorry right like I, <laughs> I, I noticed that too with how we change our like I still trip over myself because I'm like oh I should treat it is just as you know sensitive and w- as I would of anybody who lost somebody, and then you know I'm just like I'm so sorry about your loss, and then come back like oh it's not that big of a deal I didn't really know her yeah <laughs> and I'm just like should should I say it's not a big deal now <laughs> yeah like good I'm glad they're dead <laughs> no, like, good good good, so, good so about lunch today you know? <laughs> yeah whatever exactly. about that person yeah um, <laughs> yeah no, you know what i mean no i i do always find that interesting of how we do uh, as people in in a social setting we assess and change our reaction to just about anything mm-hmm. based off of uh what happens you know i guess based off how the other person is is reacting to it right the one who's like yeah I, yeah you got to gauge of the person how the person who said the death like is yeah, feeling i think so like if they're like yeah you know my like, cousin tiffany died and they sound like they're about to cry you're like oh my god i'm sorry like she was a bitch <laughs> like, you're like I'm glad. <laughs> like, like, yeah, oh, I, lo- I loved her, but you know, I'm not too surprised it happened. So yeah, know. exactly. This is fall where they do. You know. <laughs> That's the way the cookie crumbles, and you know. And, and, but yeah, no. Like, I mean, I know. Like, the other end of that is just that, like, you don't want to have that person go right through the emotional scar if it's already healed for them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, You're like, like, I just, it's always just weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. But like, I've had those moments too, where it's just like, you can clearly tell the person you're talking to is just like, yeah, I mean, it didn't really affect me. I got a day off, you know, I guess there's that. <laughs> yeah. And like, like my response would be like, oh, fuck that person, right? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, no, I mean, I like them. It was just, it's been years since I've seen them. You're like, I'm sorry. Well, and like, <laughs> and as a neurodivergent person, I'm just like, I am responding to your cues. I don't know if I need to be as sad as you. I don't know if you need me to be happy. Would it be appropriate if I did a knock-knock joke now or would it not be appropriate? <laughs> like, it, you do know. Do I bring the jack-in-the-box to the funeral or yeah, do you bring right. the jack-in-the-box? Like, you, what do you ask? in here and yeah it, uh, <laughs> and it's funny because like and that's like and i'm not trying to do this to the whole soapbox thing but kind of more just like a, a little piece of information for all our neural typical listeners and maybe even for some of our divergent folk out there um you know when, when you're talking with, with anyone who at least in my i'm gonna speak for me who has adhd and for me i've i've been associated with being like a robot in the moment when i <laughs> And it's more, I've seen that a couple times. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's true. Because, like, you catch it, like, mid-time, too, and, you're like, and your eyes just get super wide, and you're like, okay, depending on how they react is how I'm going to change myself. Well, because, like, <laughs> so for me in the moment, it's that, like, okay, I'm receiving information, 
And then there's the initial process where I'm already starting to process that information. And then in that conversation that you've seen when my eyes widen, is that it's hitting me what they're telling me exactly. Okay. Like, even though, like, I'm aware of it, like, I'm paying attention, mm -hmm. like, it hasn't processed mentally just yet mm -hmm. within that moment. And so then the next step is figuring out what emotion do I need to go with? If I'm sad, is that going to amplify this or is that going <laughs> to have comfort? If, if I try to be a little more uplifting, is that going to, uh, you know, disregard what they're going through and their emotions or, you know, and that's that's what I go through. And I know a lot of people, you know, who have ADHD and, and uh, if you're neurodivergent, you know, or diagnosed with something else, you, you might uh, have a similar uh, experience with. But it's it's very much not us not caring is that we're responding to your physical cues <laughs> and don't and don't know how to respond in the exact moment aside from just like comfort. But it's more so what type of comfort, because everybody, you know, we, it, that's just such a hard gray line for us to to walk sometimes because it's it's hard to know when somebody is even for me sometimes to know if they're just venting or if they're wanting actual input yeah. you know what i mean yeah no, so, I feel you there. <laughs> so more so just all you ghouls, gals freaks creeps and mutants alike make sure that uh you know just just keep that in mind if if somebody's coming off with a uh i guess a detached blank face they're paying attention they're just kind of relying on you in that moment to see uh what those uh how they need to respond based off your physical cues yeah <laughs> so that's 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 the adhd you know well p you know not p i almost said pda um, PDA. not pda public it's, service it's... announcement for the day <laughs> no p no no public displays of affection no no public don't do that if somebody is coming back from a funeral <laughs> don't be like all right now's the time to lay one on <laughs> <me."> <laughs> <laughs> all right now they're gonna want me to kiss them <laughs> now they're gonna want a hug come here sweetie <laughs> come here big guy let me let me let me wrap you up in a ball of cuddles right here. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I um, yeah. I, so I, I I am glad you're doing better. I, you know, um, and I and I'm still you know sorry yeah. that, that happened, but um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, before before we continue on because we we forgot to do it. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by SlashingCast.net. Please make sure you check us out there along with all the amazing creators on Slash and Cast on it, including Slash and Cast on it itself. Check them out, show some support. Links are below. Um, also, big shout out to Zach and also Bailey and Brandon from We Came From Beneath the Sea, uh, especially Zach for coming on on our past episode, talking with us about the show, uh, about our favorite kaijus, and learning about Marianne Cotton. Um, dude's a hell of a guy, very sweet. Like, I think. Uh, I think the one thing that uh, humbled me and, and uh, uh, you know, helped set my mood, not that I was like in a bad mood, but like, you know, amplified me more in a good mood in that recording was when he told us that like he he was that he is a fan of the show and he yeah. was tuned into us. I was like, oh, oh, wow. I thought we were the only ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. No, it was great having Zach on and like, I, re I really want to get the rest of them on here. It was so much, so much fun. <laughs> it was I was excited to hear about all their kaijus. 
Oh, <laughs> Zach, like uh, Zach, was able to tell us a couple of them, and I was super excited. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I liked that. Yeah, that that was fun. That was a fun talk. I'm glad God you brought that uh, question up in that episode too. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love talking about giant monsters. Yeah, and less... because there's too many monsters in real life, I'm gonna fascinate <laughs> on the fake ones. That was most talk because we talk about a lot of fucking serial killers. Uh, before we jump into our love and hate, uh, quick, quick quick housekeeping so we're very much at the point where we're still restructuring the show on certain fundamental levels with that you're going to see some obvious you know changes and and missing items here and there and one missing item in particular is going to be our website currently at the moment it is shut down not permanently uh, but right now until we kind of get a few things figured out we are going to keep it shut down you, we did have it kind of as a way to get to know about the show, where you can listen to all of our older episodes um, and see some of our movie reviews. Uh, we have shut it down to just uh, one for budget reasons, and two also because we do just want to restructure it in a way that's a little more feasible with keeping up with it on a recurring basis. So that's in the planning process right now, what we're still working on. However, mm -hmm. keep in mind, uh, with that to know, you're not missing out on anything. Um, all of our appropriate links that you need to go to support the show are always going to be in our current episode list, uh, or in, even in this episode. And so if you want to support the show, still, you know, continue to go over to our social medias, follow us there. Um, I, I heavily encourage our Instagram and our Twitter. Um, you can still like us and follow us on Facebook. That is totally fine. We love that. Please and thank you. Do that. Continue to do that. Leave us reviews on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts. You know, let people know why you like listening to us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we read those too. And it helps us keep us going as well. Um, otherwise, if you do want to support us in a more financial way, we're still not really pushing our patreon we've left it open if people do just want to donate however we're not at a point where we can continue to fulfill those rewards so do know uh that it it's really just kind of as a donation at this time um but if you are still supporting us on patreon thank you so much for continuing to do so we do see you guys just know that uh, uh we do appreciate the hell out of it other ways to do that though is go over to our merch store buy some merch from us um That'll be that link is also down below, and you can check that out as well. But yeah, other than that, uh, you know, we're we're working on getting the YouTube up and running. We're putting slow, slow amounts of content on there before we promote it because we do want to get into a good routine with it. But yeah, I mean, that's really all the housekeeping stuff that we had to go through really quick. All the boring stuff that matters, but also doesn't matter, but does matter. <laughs> New release schedule. Oh, yeah. New release schedule. Thank <laughs> I was you. like, wait, no, we have a new Thank release you. schedule. Thank you. So, yeah, we are adopting a new release schedule to make things a little more feasible on our end. So, we have... Uh, especially with the new baby. Especially with the new baby. <laughs> especially with the new baby. So, we are going from an epi uh, two episodes every other week to an episode once a week. So, the way that the structure is going to look like uh, is that we're going to... You know, for example, we're going to have the first Tuesday of the month be dedicated to a horror talk episode where we bring on a special guest and we'll talk about a topic in horror, whether it's one that we're revisiting or a new topic in general. These are going to be things about like uh, themes in horror films, controversies, um, biopics on directors or even actors. 
And, uh, and serial killers. And well, serial killers are going to be our second Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's or our third. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and now we're messing the whole schedule up. Now they don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. No. (laughs) But then the following week, our Tuesday episodes will be our movie review episodes. Those will be the ones where we make the case and tell you what movies to check out and uh, what to listen to. And then going forward, the next Tuesday episode again will be another horror talk one. It's going to be more focusing on serial killers. And then next Tuesday, movie review and so on and so forth. So we'll repeat the schedule as needed. But yeah, to start expecting to see at least one episode every week coming out. If we uh, miss one, we do apologize on that end. Sometimes we uh, get a little... All right, sometimes the work we put on our uh, plate kind of takes our focus away. We lose attention a little bit here and there. But hey... We'll let you know. But hey, you know, we we, we keep up with it. Um, That in mind, though, going to take a quick break to go to today's musical guest. Leo is going to intro him with his lovely voice. And uh, with that in mind, we'll be back with something we love and hate. Thanks for the kind words, Matt. On today's Music Corner, we've got Betty Moon with Boilermaker. Make sure to check them out on Instagram, Betty Moon Music, Facebook, Betty Moon Music, and BettyMoon.com. Here we go. Cue it up. Cue it up. I'll do it myself. I'm a mixed up 
Damn, that bass was crazy. Don't forget, people. Instagram, Betty Moon Music. Facebook, Betty Moon Music. BettyMoonMusic.com. That was Betty Moon with Boilermaker. Back to the show. Back to the show. Matt and Cody have a lot to say. What do they love and hate? And we are back. Listeners, something you love and hate. Thank you, Leo, for introing uh, today's musical guest as well. Make sure you do go to the episode notes below. Support them. Follow them. Uh, if you can, buy their music, buy merch. You know the whole spiel. Um, but yeah, so you the reason we don't have... Before we jump into it, I sh- we didn't touch on it before the break, uh, but the reason we don't have a guest for our Make the Movie Review episodes is more so just convenience for scheduling, um, and uh, that's really just what it is. Um, we're trying not to overburden ourselves with yeah. always trying to bring on a guest for every single episode, but for just our horror talk episodes. So, that in mind, though, we're going to jump into something we love and hate, and so... Kicking it off today, um, you know, I, I there was a time when I was I was in middle school, and I'm sure you were in a similar boat. Uh, maybe maybe not as much to to my extreme degree, uh, Cody. When it comes to to music, and so <laughs> what what I'm getting at here in a rough way is that you know when, when I when I you know, my sister you know I shout out to Amanda she got me into punk music. Um, with, you know, giving me a Green Day's album, uh, Nimrod, which I still stand by being an underappreciated hit. And then that got me into more pop punk and then more punk aggressive music. And then just, you know, that gutter type of punk. And then eventually mm-hmm. got into metal. And I created such a huge, you know, connection with these, these music genres that I kind of, I was a gatekeeping elitist back in the day. Mm-hmm. Where I was just like, oh no, man, like if you don't even, if you don't even know who Eddie is, why are you wearing Iron Maiden shirt? <laughs> yeah. Like, bro. Okay, the only time, honestly, I was like that was with the people who'd wear the Bob Marley shirts. Oh, yeah. So they're like, if you don't even know who the fuck he is, why are you wearing his face? Right. (laughs) Or like the Che Guevara shirts and shit like that, too. I think the most popular one, though, is is the Misfits shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Whether you are a big fan of the Misfits or you only heard one song or you just like the shirt... I, that shirt now has a stigma of, uh-huh, sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, not that it matters, not that like you're, you know, obviously you're wearing it for your own reasons, I, you know, because you like the band, I hope. Um, and even if not, if you like the design, whatever. Point being is that I knew at this point, you know, at, at, when I was younger, that at some point, you know, modern society is going to have a more appreciation for metal. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to whether that is that these bands that I'm into now, you know, family side, you know, family eyes themselves and, and make themselves safe for kids or, you know, whatever. I, you know, I, I was just an angry kid, just knew it was going to happen. And now we are seeing a uh, surgence of not just uh, uh, people wearing metal attire, more so celebrities, you know, like, like you've probably seen, I think depending how how much attention to pay to pop culture i even even i don't pay attention to this facet of it and it still sneaks its way into my news feeds but whether it's you know one of the kardashians wearing a maiden or slayer shirt or uh or megan fox wearing a maiden or slayer shirt (laughs) or miley cyrus wearing a maiden or slayer shirt or any other or kate beginsale wearing a uh uh shirt for a texas death metal band i you know i um we're starting to see a lot of 
a lot of these celebrities take it on and because it is a mostly a fashion statement. Now, maybe they listen to the music, maybe they don't. I'm not going to get on a whole soapbox here and be like, you know, be, uh-huh. be nice to them. You know, you need, you know, they're allowed to listen to the music. You don't know if they're listening to it. Blah, like, I'm not going to get on that. <laughs> What's come from it, though, is that the alternative scene is now getting put more back into uh it's a limelight in music, and more so to the to the regard of of pop punk and and semi pop punk's definitely been making yeah, a resurgence. Semi emo music, and and this is this is where my hate comes in. Is so you know, I I, I don't listen to Machine Gun Kelly. I don't. Um, but again, like his his tab, you know anything about him still sneaks his way into into the news outlets i follow unfortunately loudwire is one of those that i follow and they've like really liked to report on him <laughs> yeah, i mean do. i mean i get it like it's gonna get clicks even if people don't like it and don't care and want to get more mad at wishing i go like, <laughs> like it's, come it's a, on there's other bands there's, it, a, there's more music out there and, and that's exa- and you're hitting on it exactly there's so, so like more. with machine gun kelly having this huge celebrity status he's being associated with you know bringing back the resurgence of emo or not as um, i'm not gonna say emo uh, but I'm gonna add it in just in just to put it under the umbrella in this case. But it is bringing the resurgence of pop punk, and <laughs> the reason why it irked me is that when we first started the show and we were first bringing bands on, one of the very first bands that we brought on and that we're still good friends with is Barry Mia, a mm-hmm. local favorite here. And they even came on during that first interview when we were still figuring out how to do band interviews of that you know they they love the pop punk music and that they're bringing it back and you know these guys you know if, if you follow them on instagram on facebook you know you've seen what they do and they're they are always at it they're always on top of it and pushing themselves and working harder to establish yeah, dude, themselves they, they break their backs like for oh, that yeah. band a lot of stuff they, oh, do. Yeah. they do great work and it's they've been coming awesome. out with some hot heavy shit too oh like, yeah some it's fucking awesome like you can tell like the the quality in in production has improved and like that's not a shot at them at all like it's just it's just the way it is like, yeah though they improved yeah you like, know you have over the years you get better at, at your craft absolutely. and they're doing oh yeah great. they're killing it you know? and, <laughs> they're and, getting better it's awesome yeah and you know more power to them like we're happy to see the success that they're making and you know hope that this train continues moving and they to get more support but when you have somebody like MGK who has a celebrity status already attached to him coming out and claiming, you know, is that that it is just who he is and you know, I don't know I don't know I don't know if he's actually saying that he is trying to bring pop punk back. I, I haven't really decided to go that far into the rabbit hole. But whether he is saying it or not, it irks me that that's how it's being looked at. Especially okay, let's be and also again, he lost a rap battle so bad he switched genres. <laughs> like, stop trying to build. I loved MGK. I liked his old old rap albums and stuff like that, and I don't mind some of his pop punk shit. But like, no, he's not being the resurgence of fucking pop punk. The only reason why he's do like his pop punk is anywhere anywhere near relevant right now is because fucking My Chemical Romance came out a couple right before the pandemic, saying they were doing a big comeback, and right. then because the end of the world happened and MGK is over here just like, oh, I can release new music while everyone's writing the hype of My Chemical Romance. Yeah. So, no! <laughs> no! I think a dead band coming back to life 
has brought back pop punk. So I just, and that's what I mean by like, I agree with you. And not just, uh, and also like, besides that, it's also like all the fucking like, not all the indie bands that are like do those like do punk and pop punk that are starting to like get their legs again that really took advantage of the pandemic era and everything that really made a big names for themselves or at least started like really building a name for themselves like i.e bury mia they like they became they're starting to grow they grew hard during this entire time and i think they deserve a lot more credit for like our the indie scene especially at least here in colorado yeah i I feel like the i feel like with my chemical romance being resurging i feel like that's only just a little more of a speculation for his motivation and that the because he oh no because he's just saying well, them no. coming out just like paved the way for like MGK to get there. Yeah, I'm like, not saying he was like oh they came. No, out no, no. You're, me. I was you're, like you're totally fine. Like yeah, no, like he no. He just that, hopped on that bandwagon. It of, is like, the timeline of it. Yeah, but but like what I'm saying though, it, with that too though, is is that the the thing that uh, uh, let me say it this way first and foremost we're not saying that you can't listen to like Machine Gun Kelly's music uh, or, no, or you shouldn't. Really However. Sh- the thing is, is that because the other thing to bring into here is that it is the algorithm of streaming sites and how they work. Yeah. Unfortunately, it it, it it's you know if MGK drops a single of anything, it's going to get promoted more than you know anything else. Oh yeah. Especially if that's your interest, right? So obviously, even you know more underground bands like Bury Me in this case are going to get overlooked, even though you know that that wasn't the intention. So that's more of a issue with the you know industry and, and streaming music in general, but it's more so that that outlets are associating and you know people are saying you know he's 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 the one bringing it back and it's like it's never really gone away like bands yeah, have been that doing too. It. I was gonna say pop punk's never actually gone away either. Ba- fucking Blink One Eighty Two was still coming out with albums during this whole like dead dead of it or whatever right. and stuff like that. I just. He definitely, he's just doesn't deserve to be the face in my opinion. Yeah. He it, does good music. I, again, I actually liked his, like, I used to love his rap and I had like some of it, like, it's not even a shit on his artistic, like, he, I think he's a good artist. I yeah. actually think he deserves a little bit more credit for some of his music and, and writing. Yeah. I know he had a, oh, he had a ghost writer for rap double, fucking whatever. So does so, fucking so many else. Eminem is on another level, so you can't even relate. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like. I, I know that's not a diss at him. I just don't think, especially of whatever fucking relation, popular, whatever that shit that they portray of him and Megan Fox. I don't even know what the hell all that is. I just don't think he should be the face of it. And and, and I mean, <laughs> that's my personal opinion. And so, you know, with all of this in mind, like the, the thing is, is that it's like we're not saying, you know, Again, we're not saying don't not listen to his stuff and prioritize bands you've never heard of. Like, go listen to these bands you never heard of. Check. I don't know. I think you should prioritize the bands you never heard of. I mean, yeah. Like, I'm starting to. I'm more so saying that we're not going to tell you what to do. Still, <laughs> like, if, if, you know, but of, cor- of course <laughs> we're going to have the, the encouragement to go listen to the bands you haven't heard of first before listening to somebody with a celebrity status. But, you know, you're your own person. We're not going to tell you what to do. More so, don't. You know, don't stop at Machine Gun Kelly. If you're getting back into pop punk, if this, you know, if he's gotten you back into it, cool, it's totally fine. Dive into some new stuff. Dive into some new things that we've shown on the show that you see around on music, uh, you know, in in your musical interests of pop punk. 
just check it out. You know, the, the thing is, is that, is that that's what I hate. It's just, it's how the media has portrayed it for the most part of just him bringing back pop punk and, and that, uh, and, and that he's getting, you know, a lot of limelight, let him have his limelight, let him get his attention. Cool. But don't forget to also, you know, check out these other bands as well. That's, that's all we're saying. That's, See, that's all we're why, saying. That's why I miss the old, like, rock magazines when they're all, like, really popular and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Because even though, like, for let's just, I'm just going to use David Grohl just because we were talking about Studio 666. <laughs> right. But, like, even though, let's say, like, they were using David Grohl on the, on the front, they would also have a bunch of dedication to other bands that helped and stuff like that, like yeah. the scene or whatever, whatever was going on. So like when Foo Fighters were like, they're bringing back old fashioned rock and roll, but so are these bands. Yeah. <laughs> like I felt like that was always a thing. And nowadays that's just gone. It's just whoever's at the top. That's it. No matter what. And it's just like, fuck off. There's so many more that helped that give them credit too. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, we do got to move on from yeah. the hate, but yeah, that I think that does coincide more with more issues with the industry. Mm-hmm. But that's that's another topic for another day. Just go go check out these. You know, listen to MGK if you want to listen to him. If you don't want to listen to him, great. Um, listen to more. Just check out. You know, more so saying if you are into again pop punk. Check out these other bands you might have never heard of. You might find a new favorite band you never thought would be your favorite. And check out Barry Mia. Show them some love. You know, they've been doing pop punk for a hot moment now. They've been doing awesome. <laughs> They're also not the only ones, but still, yeah. Um, more so to the point of now, palate cleansing what we hate with what we love. Yeah. Well, what do you, what do you love this week, buddy? Um, what I love this week is that Veda's been eating, like, baby food. And it's been super goddamn cute. Aww. <laughs> and also, like, I uh, love, like, she's also been meeting more people. She finally got to meet you, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. It was I was so excited sweet. about that. That's so sweet. <laughs> and then also, like, even, I, even though the circumstances, you know, weren't the best, but she got to meet a couple of her new, of her cousins, which was awesome. Right. She got to meet her aunt, uh, my aunt Trish, which was really great. And it was super funny. It took her like a day and a half to get used to my aunt Trish. And so every time like my aunt would come up to her, she didn't even have to touch her. She'd just go, hi, Veda. She'd just go, meh, meh, meh. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's just really cute but like to me i thought it was just really cute because it but then she finally warmed up to her which was nice oh, that's so, cute yeah that then, makes me happy i got some good time with the with my dad and he got some good time with his grandbabies and audrey like fell in love with my cousin baron when we were down there yeah <laughs> and it was super great Aww. so it's just nice like it's good to know that Audrey, like, can really warm up to family Aww. and, like, can accept family and stuff like that for her, And, like, knowing that she wants to, like, know her, like, her more of her family besides just, like, us and her grandparents. <laughs> like, it's pretty great. So, it was awesome. That makes my heart all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, just the baby. <laughs> uh, and she's she's a big baby too. I know she's so chunky. She's so, <laughs> I, uh, I was so fucking chunky. I was kind of tickling her a little bit with my hair, and she was just like smiling and laughing. Oh, uh, like, she loves it. Like that's what I do too. I like put it in oh. her face, and so she'll just like laugh. Like soon she's gonna grab it. So yeah. just be wary. <laughs> hey, I, I was watching hands. I was like, uh, oh. Bob, Bob and Weave. Bob and Weave. Bob and, Bob and Weave. Weave. Bob and Weave. You can't do it, you little spaz. <laughs> um, for me, what I love this week is so uh, in 2019, um, 
Yeah, I got slight origin story I got to throw in here. Um, <laughs> so in 2019, uh, so even, okay, I got to go a little bit further back. For a while now, um, you know, 10 plus years, I've been personally doing research and studying on the genealogy of my family of where we come from. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, you know, one thing that took me a long time was piecing my mom's side because I know we're indigenous. And so finally getting, you know, more answers leading up to 2019 and getting more concrete, uh, you know, uh, resolutions I was needing, um, even though I was privileged in the way of, of growing up uh, here in, in Colorado in, you know, fairly safe neighborhoods uh, to a certain extent, at least, um, but, you know, I, I obviously we didn't grow up on a reservation. You know, we you know, we never lived on a reservation. So there's approaching it was like making sure I don't appropriate the culture when trying to learn more about it and, and honor where we've come from in the right way. Mm-hmm. And so one thing I did in 2019 was uh, finding out that, you know, my family, um, we do, we are related to the Cherokee, the Apache. Uh, one thing that uh, the Apache culture values is your hair and growing it out is an extension of you, is a gift from the creator and from your ancestors. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, go into too much, but it's it's a huge, huge honor. You know, it's a huge sign of your character, not honor, a sign of your character. Um, you know, it shows the the integrity of a person, the strength of a person, and it's, it's attached to you. So, uh, you know, obviously, like, I'm not making a statement here of just like, if you cut your hair and you're indigenous, you're not really indigenous. This is just only pertaining to me. So in 2019, I decided to make a commitment to uh, get more in touch with my roots, obviously even more so by uh, deciding to grow out my hair to honor uh, the ancestors that came before us. Mm-hmm. And I finally met my commitment. Uh, I'm going to keep my hair. I, I'm not ready to cut it just yet. So <laughs> that, that's just me, you know. Uh, but now that I have honored and met the commitments of my mother's side, I am now being, you know, because I am an interracial baby. I'm now going to do the same for my father, who is uh, Gaelic, and I'm now growing out my facial hair. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, because uh, at least in the Apache, you know, in the Apache uh, culture, you, you're you're supposed to be clean-shaved. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's like, fun fact as well uh, about some kind of attached to the whitewashing of history. Um, if you've ever looked at history photos of, of indigenous people and and wonder why they don't have a lot of facial hair. Part of it is due to like genetics, you know, indigenous yeah. people just didn't have a lot of body hair a lot of time. But the other part of that was, again, uh, indigenous people were very already more progressed as a civilization that they knew how to shave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like legitimately people knew how to shave and were clean cut in pictures because Shaved. shaved yeah and so there's this kind of this myth that like indigenous people can't grow a lot of facial hair and you know i'm not going to get into the whole like argument of of genetics and all of this you know and what you know if you can grow facial hair does that really mean you're indigenous and whatnot not doing that more so just saying like that's why i shaved the entirety of the time yeah um and so like now like i got to speak with my dad uh recently this past week and I uh, got to ask some more questions about his side of the family. And now I was able to finally figure out for certain that I myself am a blood relative to Norris C. Sprigg. Now, if there's any historians or book nerds who that kind of just rang a chime with who's listening to the show, 
uh, then you, you probably know who he is. But if not, I'm going to tell you. So Norris C. Sprigg was actually, uh, if I don't know if he was the, but he was one of the first established poets and authors in Colorado. Oh. Uh, he actually helped uh, create a poet society here. It's not actually called a poet society. I, I'm, my information is kind of failing me at the moment as I'm trying to recall it uh, mentally on the spot. But yeah, so he, you know, I have one of his his exclusive books that he wrote himself at home and uh, finding out that, you know, you know, just getting that confirmed that he is like my great, great grandfather. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it was just like very kind of like humbling because it's just like, you know, it's, there's that one end where, you know, I speculate, oh, is this where I get creative, my creative side from? And then there's the other end where I'm just proud that I know I come from his lineage. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like it's, it's, it's a pretty well, it, it, there is some family drama there when, you know, whenever there isn't family drama, right? Um, but yeah, it's just been awesome, dude. Like, I've just yes. really enjoyed it. Like, you know, figured out who I am as a person, where I come from, being able to put these pieces together for, for Aaron and any other children that me and Lauren have, um, you know, to teach her on so she can carry it on as well. Like, it's just been great, dude. Like, like awesome. I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, the, and I'll, I'll have to show you a, a picture of him. You're definitely gonna look at him and be like, "Yeah, I can see your dad in that." <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, that's great. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so we're gonna take one more quick break, and then we're gonna come back with our movie reviews again. Ghouls, gals, creeps, and freaks, and mutants alike. Thank you for tuning in and supporting the show, and we will be back after this musical guest. Up next, we've got Lawmaker with Flatline. Make sure to check him out on Instagram, Lawmaker USA, and look for him on Spotify. Lawmaker Flatline. Take it away, boys.
Sick. Back to the show. All right, listeners, we are back now to do our most favorite segment, the one that we know that you're been looking forward to the one that I know you've been saying to yourself, okay, guys, we, we want to hear the movie reviews. We just want this to be done and over with. Just tell us what we need to watch this week. Fill, fill our brains with, with your insightful wisdom. And uh, now I got to hopefully deliver on that because I kind of like talked to, I really did talk us up in that moment. So uh, <laughs> pressure is now on. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about it. So within uh, our last episode's theme, talking about Marianne Cotton, we picked two films that share the same theme of a uh, female serial killer, uh, one who either poisons or doesn't use poison. And with that, we're going to go ahead and say this right now. There is an actual uh, TV series. Is it direct- There's a miniseries yeah. on Amazon about Marianne Cotton. I totally tried to watch it, but I did, didn't have the extra subscription. <laughs> oh, that's that's how they get you. Yeah, it's a two it's two episodes, so I guess that they're like an hour and a half in length for each one or something. Uh, Forty five minutes each length each movie. Oh, I, was, I was very generous. Yeah, it was a Why TV movie. Yeah, yeah, you know what I. I, I guess that's true. I guess I'm just I mean, too spoiled by by streaming sites. <laughs> I was like, not too many, not like not enough. Not all TV movies were like fucking it. Where it's like <laughs> freaking taking forever. <laughs> no, they definitely weren't it. But no. I, <laughs> I mean, wow. this one was. She was real. Pennywise. Yeah, <laughs> she was uh, a real monster. <laughs> but reason I'm just touching on it is that we're not going to review it. Uh, we're just going to tell you if you do want to go watch one, that is the only current film out that will, you know, film, not re- again, miniseries that touches on Marianne Cotton. So do check that out on Amazon. Uh, beware, you might need a subscription for the second episode. So I, I, you know, or a secondary subscription in some sort of facet, I suppose. For what yeah. It sounds like. yeah. Enough being said, we picked these two movies. We're going to give you the pros, the cons. Let you know of any triggers that to be aware of, but more so make the case as to why you should check these movies out and give them a watch now. Cody, would you like to take it away? Sure. So I did 1983's Curtains. Dun, dun, dun. The, synop- the synopsis is six young actresses auditioning for a movie role, a movie role at a remote mansion are targeted by a mysterious masked murderer. Dun, dun, dun. is directed by Richard Yuga and written by Robert Guza Jr. Stars John Vernon, Samantha Egger, Linda Thorson, Ann Ditchburn, Lynn Griffin, Sandy Curry, Leslie Donaldson, Deborah Burgess, and Michael Wincott. I might as well just say it, almost everybody because it's not a very big cast. <laughs> so, funny story about this movie is that like I tried to, I, I was actually wanting to review it for one of our other female serial killers i think it was bell gunnis and just could not find it like i couldn't find it anywhere and i found out this is one of those movies that is actually really hard to find like a copy of or whatever because like i it just it's old and i guess like things just i don't know i guess there was just Just the the government doesn't want you to see the truth something i guess i mean i don't know why it was it was it was a decent slasher flick (laughs) like i don't know but anyways i was just super excited that i got that i finally got a review for this because i just you know it was just it was one of the it has a really cool iconic mask for uh, slashers and it's just i don't know i kind of wish that it, it stayed around but yeah anyways 
So starting off, I will say I've had to watch the movie on Tubi. So I'm just going to jump the gun a little bit for my ending part. But yeah, so yeah, you have to the only only freaking place I found free was Tubi. It's okay. My biggest con, I'm just going to go off with it. It definitely shows its age and the quality of like video of the recording was a little off like the camera work because like even for it while it was streaming it still had like weird like just issues with the video quality of the movie itself and that's just because like i guess like it was hard to find or like it was lost and then found or some shit. I don't know. We'll find more about it in the trivia, hopefully. Uh, but I just remember there was some weird. So the biggest con, my biggest con about the movie, honestly, is just the video quality itself. But it's not the worst thing in the world. Like you've definitely watched worse movies with worse video quality. So <laughs> um, I just want to get that out of the way. That that is probably going to be the biggest hurdle for most people. Other than that, I really enjoyed it, and the movie actually starts off pretty great with like. Kind of just showing how much of a dick the main, like, the the guy is in this movie. And just, like, kind of how, like, it kind of, like, almost, like, shines a spotlight on how, like, dickish, <laughs> like, directors and film producers and, like, those super, like, <laughs> type directors, like, I'm the greatest one ever um, type dudes. And so it starts off with this famous actress within the universe of the movie, Miss Sherwood, auditioning for a part. And she kind of improvises a part and like uh, she's talking to a man and she has a gun pointed at him and she shoots him because he cheated on her. And the director was like, well, I don't think that's that would ever happen. By the way, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> he's like, I don't think like the woman would ever shoot the guy. And the girl was like, you you've never been a woman who's been cheated on. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> like I thought it was, that part was funny but I hate you <laughs> yeah and so like she's you know she was just she kind of said it jokingly also of just like fuck it well you've never been cheated on then as a and st- especially as a woman like she does that but then the guy just fucking the director just turns the lights off and leaves leaves her on stage in the middle of a fucking nothing in the dark like he was such a dick it does a really good job at setting up like miss sherwood's fall from grace in the beginning because it goes from there to him and her going to a psych ward and fucking the receptionist like goes yeah mr striker and some ladies here and then like the the doctor says who it is and she goes oh my god miss sherwood can i have your autograph (laughs) so so the cheese is a plenty yeah the cheese is definitely there like it definitely shows the 1980s cheese in it but like it was just funny because then the director dude was just like no fuck you like you can't get her autograph you just didn't acknowledge her you're like some lady (laughs) like so the movie does a really good job at setting up showing her fall from grace in just these two scenes and how far she's fallen because like, she's a very, like I said, she's a super well-known actress in this, uh, in this universe. She's like, Oh, fuck it. I don't know. I guess that like Anne Hathaway. Is that a huge thing? <laughs> uh, oh man. If, no, if she, was, she's if like, was, no, she's in her fucking prime, you know, yeah, you like, know that, from there to yeah. then then vanishes. <laughs> so let's the dark board for you. Let's and let's just you know whatever we land on, we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. From here, it show like it does this really good job of just kind of like 
the movie does a really good job at setting up twists and turns. And honestly, I feel like that this movie, a lot of movies nowadays could actually take a few notes from this one at showing how to do really good twists. I mean, they have this really good twist in the beginning by showing Miss Sherwood, like just looking like freaking bad at a bat shit, crazy sitting in this chair, talking to her psychiatric doctor with her lawyer standing there. And the doctor was like, Oh yeah, I feel like you've made strides and you could probably go back to acting. And then like, the uh, the director dude, his name is Stryker. I was just, uh, so Stryker. Now, why? Okay, just a little side note. I think it's super funny that all the assholes or just like you know, just most vile people in movies are named Stryker. Like fucking Stryker from X Men. <laughs> Stryker in this movie, he's such a sleaze bag. And then Stryker, Stryker is like Stryker is such an anti. A hero name at best, like it's it's at best. It's Otherwise, like, you know, you're just a douche. <laughs> like I feel like it's like yeah. Have you met the owner of of the you know new habitat for you know people down downtown? Yeah, what's his name? Oh, his name's Striker. Yeah, you'd immediately immediately believe it's a front for you know money laundering scheme. Oh yeah, instantly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I'm like, like you're either you're either laundering money or you're like sneaking children across the border, aren't you? You sick motherfucker! To, <laughs> to, to name your child Striker is to have such a level of edginess that is so unfathomably you're proud of that, <laughs> that you had to name your kid Striker. Like, right? Like, I, you can you can sit there and tell me no, no, you know it's because of this meaning or that meaning, but. Don't don't lie. Don't lie. If you if you named your kid Striker, it would definitely have that moment where you're just like thinking to yourself, like, what is the most badass name I can give my kid? Striker. 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 <laughs> you know that wife is just sitting there like one day. You know the wife is sitting there like, God damn it. <laughs> like, he is so stupid. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but, but yeah, so um, no, you're good. Uh, but moving on. So at this point, Stryker goes like, "Oh no, she's she's never gonna act again." Freaking, that's way out of the question. And she tries to freaking stab the shit out of him. She just grabs these like pair of scissors out of nowhere and just tries to stab him. And they like get she, she uh, these people come in and like put her in a fucking straight jacket and stuff like that and so at that point the uh striker tells the doctors like i need a minute alone with her and so you find out that she's faking it and that he's in on it and they're faking her being crazy so she could be admitted to an insane asylum so she can get so she could do super super method acting so (laughs) so if i could get the like mindset for this role that he never even gave her like she says it's her role, but he never goes, Oh yeah, it's your role. You're this you're gonna get it. But he just leads her on. And so at this point, um, you kinda the the movie kind of goes through and you start seeing her, like her interactions in the Saiyan Asylum and her stays, and you're seeing her slowly lose her mind. And so at this part, uh and at this point you start being introduced we start getting introduced to the other six actresses. One of them is introduced, uh like they're the main cast of the movies and uh the main cast of the movies, and so one of them's a stand-up comedian, and you see her doing her whole set, and then another one is like like another like 
I guess like famous famous ish actress. Like everybody kind of knows her, but she hasn't had her big big role yet. And like that's what, like you and your meet like you're kind of fed all these different like actresses. Another one's like just a stage actress, but she's trying to get her big movie role and stuff like that. And so I thought I thought it was kind of cool on how. Um, they're introduced also because each time you you're introduced right before they're talking you see like a picture of them being thrown into a fire and you're like mm-hmm. oh maybe this is like foreshadowing their death scene you know like you know they're gonna die in this order because the 80s weren't subtle <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't that <laughs> but um i just kind of thought that was kind of cool and then you find and then it pans out and we find out that not only is how much of it like we find out how much of a douche striker is because you find <laughs> out that he fucking ditches Miss Sherwood in the insane asylum. So she, remember, she was never insane in the first place. Like she just wanted to do it to do some method acting, and then at some point he was supposed to come get her, and he never did. And he just goes, "Nah, you're fucking crazy. You deserve to be in there." And so she actually escapes. <laughs> like and you find her she's the one like burning all these pictures of the women and she's like oh my god they're trying to take my part my part and stuff like that and so i thought that was kind of and like it's it was schlocky like it was fun schlock like that whole scene i just really enjoyed because of just how intense she is and that actress the actress who plays miss sherwood is just fantastic because <laughs> she just owns it so much like a straight up if you're to watch this movie she's the best actress in the entire movie because she just owns every scene and you could tell she and like that as she's playing this over over like this insane like diva and it's just the best anyways uh so yeah so at this point she talks about how she's gonna get revenge on everyone and then we're introduced to another one of the actresses and i'm gonna say that so trigger warning for rape role play so at this point, the movie makes you think she's going to be raped and stuff like that. Like you see her being stalked by a guy. He breaks in and he like grabs her and throws her on. But it's it's a role playing experience. But it's it is a fairly intense scene until you find out that it's fake. Um, so just uh, to throw in a bit of a, a trigger warning for that. Um, if you don't want to deal with the whole if like uh, if you don't want to watch the whole entire like lead up to and execution there is no sex like they don't even have sex they start laughing like almost immediately afterwards but you'll skip 18 uh skip from 18 minutes and 15 seconds to 22 minutes and 45 seconds if you're not into that um so yeah uh but also at this scene um you see a super creepy doll for some reason in her room and like and just because she's a little like uh, the conversation she has with this guy and stuff like that um you think maybe it's her doll but and so it kind of like leads you into like oh my god maybe she's the fucking freak and the killer because like just how she talks and it, <laughs> nope she actually gets stabbed like three two minutes later <laughs> and so yeah um and so at this point all the actress uh she gets stabbed in her house by the hat and you're finally introduced introduced to the slasher the hag masked slasher so the killer wears the this hag, hag- man slasher <laughs> the hag masked slasher <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's so but yeah it's a fucking hideous hag mask and oh my god it's like i said i don't know why it's not used more it's freaking great it's just awful <laughs> but so you introduced to the slasher and so at this point the movie is it's a little slow at at this point and it just kind of like does some some semi-decent character development um Again, uh, Miss Sherwood just steals the show of in every scene she's in. So we, uh, the five living get, uh, actresses are, are now shown like having a dinner party and everything. And Miss Sherwood crashes this dinner party, and you see Stryker's fake of like, oh my face. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe he fucking got out. God damn it. <laughs> like and she has this look of like she okay she has that look of like you know what what kids give you when like they they finally won an argument like they got one up oh. on you so they scream yeah. like smug mm-hmm. yeah that smug fucking look miss sherwood gives him the best smug look while she's like you bitches are here auditioning for my parts yeah dude it's so that's like how she acts and it's freaking great and so um throughout the movie, you must be from harvard <laughs> yeah oh i'm the best here oh, <laughs> and, oh. and so um <laughs> you're good and so throughout here like the movie does a really good job at kind of like planting seeds at who might be the the hag mass killer and stuff like that and so uh and so also Again, so each actress is known for something. Like I said, the first two were introduced. One was introduced as like a stand-up comedian. The other was another was introduced as a uh, as just like a, an up-and-coming, just needs her one big part type actress. And the big other break. two, yeah, she just needs her big break. And so the uh, the other two, um, one was uh, they talk about how one's a dancer and one's an ice skater, and they just kind of talk mention these in passing. And what I really like about this movie. Is once a, I mean it's it follow it's a very by the number slasher like if you're if like us you know hardcore slasher fans and stuff like that you're gonna kind of see where things are going and stuff like that but I I liked what they did with it so all of the kills they're done by the girls uh, they're done when the girls are doing their like uh, their specialty. And so the first kill is done because one girl likes to go out ice skating. And so you get you see the hag mass killer like (laughs) chasing her. And I'm going to say, okay, I will say probably one of the worst slow motion chasings ever. But it just makes it because of just, you know, how it low quality the movie really is like the B movie quality of the movie. Like so the girl like she finally sees the hag mass slash or like slight skating towards her on this like lake slowly by the way she skates slowly just on her own (laughs) like no slow motion effect and so the the actual professional ice skater can't out out skate this slow girl because she's going in movie slow motion (laughs) like it's just a funny scene so she's like ah screaming as the hag <laughs> like catching up to her skating slowly while she can obviously skate faster because you see her doing all these tricks but like i just think it's the best worst slow motion ch- ice chase ever um and so uh also at this part right before she sees the killer the doll's introduced again and so I'm gonna say I have to say talks about I have to talk about this doll. The doll 
is also what my second biggest con of the movie because it goes nowhere after this scene. Like nowhere. Okay. There's I don't understand where like the doll was you see the doll for the first kill, you see the doll for the second kill, but then the doll's never seen again throughout the rest of the movie. Like at least I don't remember it being seen throughout the rest of the movie. So I don't know what the point of the doll was. See see what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. um is is I get I that, so I think I almost think yeah. it, I almost think it was a plot point that they just kind of dropped and forgot about. I don't know. I like again. I think I maybe have to rewatch it to see if the doll's in there. But the next couple, like the next kill, it's not there at all, and it's not in the in the final in the uh, one of the final kills either. Anyways, I don't know. But um, so I really like. Uh, but moving on. So I kind of like I said I liked how each of the girls are killed off doing one of their favorite hobbies and stuff like that. Or like, uh, for instance, the first girl was off during a sex fantasy because she liked that whole entire thing, and you see saw the whole thing. Um, and then the skating, and then one of them dies from uh, uh dancing. Uh, the dancer dies while she's dancing, and so at this point, there's a uh, and in the movie, there's a really good really great they do this really great cat and mouse scene and um where like the the killer's chasing one of the actresses and it, what i really liked about this cat and mouse scene it's one of the few where like the cat wins you know like the girl didn't didn't the the actress didn't escape and everything and she wasn't stupid like she was smart she laid a trap she just it was just like she just ran out of luck and i really like that scene and so um and so at this point, uh, I'm going to go into the spoiler warning. So if you, uh, this, it's we're nearing the end of the movie, um, and then we're going to, I'm going to go into the spoiler warning for the end of the movie because it was a really, really great double twist action for the end of this movie. Um, and I feel like that's probably, honestly, it's like probably one of the best reasons. Like that's probably my selling point is actually the ending of this movie because they do a really good job, and especially for the time. Um, so if you don't want the spoiler of the ending, uh, skip ahead two minutes, starting in three, two, one. This is now the spoiler section for the ending of the movie Curtains. So uh, at this point, literally all the actresses are dead, except for the comedian and Miss Sherwood. And so the comedian actress, you see her popping like a fucking bottle of champagne, all excited, like cheering and shit like that in this fucking... Um, <laughs> in this in the kitchen and you're like why is she all excited and stuff like that like i was kind of confused at this point and then miss sherwood walks in so the whole during the whole movie it plants seeds of making you think that maybe striker's the killer because he owns the hag mask and shows it at some point or maybe it's miss sherwood because she keeps saying that you know she would she wants to kill you know she wants her part and stuff like that right. and like she just came out of an insane asylum and usually in horror movies the one who did that like who is she wasn't she wasn't like released she escaped and so you're like obviously she's the killer and stuff like that but no if you remember from like a one this one throwaway line in the beginning of the movie that I didn't like you need to watch the movie about it. They talk about what they would do each of the actresses talk about what they would do for the part. One says they'd fuck the guy, one says they'd sleep with the dude like one says they'd sleep with the guy, one says they'd blow the guy, and another one says they'd kill everyone. <laughs> and so you end up finding out that the comedian or so Miss or sorry, so Miss Sherwood actually admits to shooting and killing Stryker because you see him getting shot and killed. 
and she kills him after catching him sleep- cheating on her because they were uh, uh, she she kept claiming that he was her lover, but then at that point. She admits to that, and then the comedian actress actually admits to killing everybody. And right before she kills Miss Sherwood, it does this flash scene to her doing her stand-up routine in the beginning of the movie, but she's standing in the middle of an insane asylum. She also escaped from one and was the killer. And that is the ending of the uh, spoiler. But yeah, I thought that was a really cool executed uh, ending. And like... It was just awesome. It came out of nowhere, in my opinion. And, like, I thought, especially for the time, like, I was like, holy shit. Like, that, that's not, like, most of the time when I watch 80s movies, especially slashers, they don't do, like, that double twist <laughs> and everything. And so I, I just, I loved it. So highly recommend, um, I, I, I highly recommend the movie. Uh, once again, I, yeah, I have to go uh, watch it on Tubi for free. Um, I think, and you can also rent it on uh, Amazon Prime for some money. Um, but yeah, so a couple uh, trivia facts: the opening credits gives John Vernon, fictional director Jonathan Stryker, credit as the film director. Uh, director Richard uh, Kipuka uh, decided not to place his name on the credits. That's kind of cool. Leslie Donaldson was doubled by a figure skater for the skating sequence on the pond. Donaldson was originally going to do this sequence herself and even had undergone training in a skating arena to do her own skating routine, but fell down on the bumpy ice on the day this scene was shot and cut her chin. Donaldson's skating double also played the killer in that same sequence. Shooting of the film started in 1980, but the production was plagued with problems. It was shelled for over a year, during which rewrites, reshoots, and at least one recasting was done. The film was finally complete, completed and released in 1983. Yeah, again, I highly recommend the movie. Uh, 1983's Curtains. You can catch it on Tubi. Um, especially for, like, you slasher fans and stuff out there. Like, honestly, it's it's a fun, like forgotten slasher movie like just slasher romp and stuff like that and it's just kind of cool to have like a female slasher too and stuff and like and portrayed in a cool way where it's not just like oh it's because i was spurned by some dick like she she was insane and i just thought it was great i I mean uh, from the sounds of it it is uh, what we're you know why it's so good to put it even in a more you know concise end on on my end is 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 that it's it doesn't play to the negative stigma of the female serial killer trope mm-hmm. <clears throat> in this way just because um so many of them you know are always put in the position of them wanting revenge on uh someone who wronged them usually being a man or a male of some sort mm-hmm. and so like Although, like, that's relatable, and, like, I'm not throwing any flack in any way, there are just some movies that have, you know, kind of perpetuated that that could be the only motivation. And it's nice that that isn't the case here. You know, like, another good version of that, in my uh, my opinion, would be... Um, oh, now now it's a, that's actually escaping me. Um, oh, my gosh. That Dakota Summer was, was in it. You reviewed it, and now I'm having a terrible time trying to remember it. Um, but you... He's a dancer in the movie as well, and and now now I'm losing all horror credibility because now my you know memory's failing me. But but one point being too is is that um, what what I like hearing about what Suspiria? I really like hearing about. Yes, yeah, Suspiria. Thank you. God. Oh, yeah. My bad. <laughs> I had a really bad brain fart. 
so yeah, like Suspiria, that's another one where like her motivation wasn't necessarily, you know, uh, motivated by, by the want or, you know, revenge to get revenge on, on a man in this case, No, you know, and, and this isn't like a whole like gender discussion, but, but it is just like another oh, no, thing, just... another like negative side of, of horror. But what I also like about it too is, is that double t- twist ending. I mean, you know, like uh, that, this being an early onset of that, you know, one of the most popular franchises that really brought that in and made it even more popular was Scream. And mm-hmm. with, you know, curtains kind of laying that uh, theme down early on, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it I, I just, I more so agree. I yeah. just agree with how the way you put it. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. cool. So, yeah, but yeah, that was my, that was my review of curtains. Well, beautiful. Well, listeners, Go ahead and pack in because I am going to go ahead and jump into my movie review here. Uh, he never actually got to his movie review because his computer died on him for the millionth time. Or who knows? Maybe the government doesn't want you to know about his movie. In case you ghouls, gals, creeps, and mutants are wondering what movie he watched, he had watched American Mary. I'll give you a quick synopsis. The synopsis is as follows. The allure of easy money sends Mary Mason, a medical student, into the world of underground surgeries, which ends up leaving more marks on her than her so-called freakish clients. Directed by Jen Soska and Sylvia Soska. Written by Jen Soska and Sylvia Soska. And stars Catherine Isabel, Antonio Cupo, and Tristan Risk. You can watch it on AMC Plus if you're subscribed to that service. Or you can watch it for free on Tubi TV. Not that it really matters, but IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it a 6.3 out of 10 and a 62%. But enough of me. To end off the show, we've got our final musical guest, Born Anew with Rat in the Room. You can check him out on Instagram, Born Anew NJ, B-O-R-N-A-N-E-W-N-J. Check them out on Bandcamp, Born Anew, NJ, same spelling. You can check them out on Spotify. Make sure to check out their music video for Rat in the Room. It's on Modern Empire Music. You can check it out on YouTube. Anyways, on with the music, and see you guys next week. Hopefully, we dig up that audio somewhere. Bye. Watch your mouth and how you speak it!